0: Of remindfulness, an app that helps you stay mindful throughout your day, as well as the co host One Mind Live, for weekly live group meditation and tapping series. She's also author of the forthcoming book, Out of Depression, and just a film she co produced called The Science of Tapping. She's originally from Canada California and now lives in rural Australia. And you can see more about her work. At rfreedomtechniques.com. That's O-D, freedomtechniques.com. man, it's such a pleasure to have you here. It's a pleasure to be here, Josh, and thank you so much for having me on today. I just love how I picked it and how enthusiastic you are about your work. It makes a huge difference. I'd like to find out from you, Hi, me, first of all, just a bit about your personal journey in choosing to write about depression. What well, motivated you to take that as a particular topic? Well, when I was depressed myself, which is what led me to discover ESP in the first place, hearing online how to cure depression, i literally Google "How do I cure depression?" Because I had tried a lot of different things except medication. I hadn't done that, and I was kind of wanting to move that to an last resort option. And I really felt like I was alone in this. And I'll talk about more about that later. But my book is. The thing that I was looking for, I guess, at the time, I would have loved to have found this book. It would have saved me a lot of pain and uh, and saved me a lot of time, frankly, because the method that I found was so effective. And so the book is basically like sending it back in time capital to me or anybody like me who is suffering through depression and, and looking for an answer and maybe hasn't found it in the traditional way that it's been One thing this about in that found is the desire you have to address depression without medication, I think for a lot of people, that I they have from veterans who have PTSD who want to find uh, a solution to their PTSD, people who are on various kinds of medication who'd like to find natural experience. I'm curious about what prompts you to make that kind of a, non medication solution to a problem like that? Yeah, I mean I just I don't have sort of a, a generalized prejudice against medication. I mean I think there are some medications that are very full. So my thing to was that I have known people and who had gone on antidepressants and then found that they couldn't get off them. Uh that combined the fact that I I had a, a couple of years in California, probably about thirty years ago with a really, really wonderful and so, and it it helped me kind of organize my thoughts and, and ask the right like, questions about any issues that I was going through. And I knew people who were going on medication being given, and because it's like a for example, who then didn't do options and sort of follow up to talk about the reasons that they were depressed. And I just thought, you know, I'll, I'll go on these drugs if if they're absent necessary. I'd heard good and bad things, and I just thought, if I can find a natural way, I'm definitely going to try to do that. All right. So all those things add into, the other Annie you gave me a talk, to really hope to this is coming about second. Yeah, she gave me tools that I think were, well, I know, in, in just going forward in later years and challenges have come up, uh, and she's very talented in self-dating up. yeah and on to do part of work somatic therapy, and we think us all of her as almost the foundation that enabled me to really appreciate Catholic see when it came along. And she would give me, she taught me questions through that process that later when challenges come up, I would ask myself, What would ANU say? What would she ask me? And it, you know, often just kind of became kind of a, the therapist in my head that I was able to take forward, which I think was the ideal outcome for working as a the therapist. What work? when you find were the root cause of your depression. Well, at the time that I was working with Dr. Lapierre, that was what I discovered. Where, and I wasn't depressed at the time. Uh, my depression came later on in life, and it came as a slow buildup as a result of a, a, a really difficult marriage over a ten-year period. It was a kind of depression I didn't realize I was depressed until after I cleared it. But at the at the end of that came through the cataclysmic event that plunged me into serious. Like, there was no mistaking I was depressed. I wanted to be not alive anymore for a year and a half. But what she, the kinds of questions and kinds of things that shone a light on for me, in fact, it's funny, I went to see her originally. I was in my late twenties and I went to see her because I was talking with a producer, that a television show I told she was working on. I used to be a television learning producer. And, and she was talking about this wonderful therapist. She was therapist she had and how me think I had a dream and come in and told her about it. She said, oh, my therapist would love to take that dream apart. And I thought, everybody's be a therapist. California, it's the same to do. I don't really have anything to do with about. And then oh, I really wanted to do this one. My intuition just told me that this would be sounded amazing, So I couldn't even really think of how you go. So I thought, I don't have the greatest posture. Like i hope to get to the bottom of that. And this uh, is really funny because, you know, I ended up about three months later realizing how angry I was at my mother. <laughs> you just never know what's going on on the hood, you know, as I say, in your engine. So that's it. She helped me see you have emotions that you don't even know you, that you're experiencing. And the other thing she connected me she to, to the a body worker, was how often memories can be stored in places in your body. And she was doing some deep tissue work on my foot. And I had a memory, spontaneously come up, of when I had stepped out of the family car at me before and landed in, you know, a big car of something not good that the native dogs had left. And the trauma of that is my mother would not let me come in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to figure out how to deal with my foot before I made a mess everywhere. I had not thought of that since that day it happened. And our experience popped into my mind when it was to do work on my foot. So that really laid the foundation for my ability to, to work, I think, really affected me really quickly with ESD when I discovered that tool. Yeah, I imagine. So that is is what's common to so many of these, but that definitely happens? kind of experiencing eye movement and what they all do is they anchor the person in their body when there's doing trauma or negative events or negative confidence in their lives and as we see what the commonalities they have is a fun anchor. Yeah, and I tell people often when I'm working with these clients, I have to sort of when i when I'm introducing how this works and how to work with me, I have to ask them to notice that there's a Cognitive knowing that's going to be different from what their body tells them during the ESP sessions. I'm going to say to them things like, um, you may, I may ask you a question that the answer that comes up spontaneously makes no sense to your conscious mind. And a lot of times, you'll even see your conscious mind just looking on and actually disbelieve at what is coming up from the level of your body. Your body might feel grief about something that your conscious mind thinks you Moved gone from decades before, or what commonly happens, people will suddenly experience intense emotion or something clear, and they look at me bewildered and say, I thought I'd clear all this in therapy. And I tell them, all that constant positive work that you did is not lost. You actually, you know, you, you, you made great strides at the level of sort of your head and you're thinking around it. Now we're just going to bring your body to the party. We're going to, we're going to bring what a wonderful analogy, yeah. But people you still know, things that they are aware of cognitively, and yet when they're doing the VSC training, they're suddenly finding that unresolved and the will talk about that still. And I love that idea of bringing your body along to the party. <laughs> and often, it, it, that's an example where the body isn't quite there yet the level of processing that the conscious mind is. But there are also examples, uh, like I began to say that where the body and the mind actually, once you realize what your body feels about something, it's an absolute opposition to what your mind feels. And I, I worked on something in myself, once which was many, many years after I learned, and this, this thing, a lot of you have working with clients. And I know that when something comes up, that there are certain cases where I need to treat myself as a client. And the, one of the issues that I have is a lot of pain in my hands that I've been suffering with for about a year and a half. And I've done talking about it, but I haven't really shifted it, so I thought, oh, this is one of those few things that, you know, either I can't, can photo go alone, I need a therapist, um, I need a practitioner that actually works with me on this, or maybe it's another modality that I need to do. And then one day, it was so bad, and I was able to type something, I just got oh, I've got to take it, I've got to take my fabulous down, and I started talking, and I decided to interview my hand and ask my hand what was going on. And the following session, it lasted for about an hour, and I went through the most intense waves of, I had sadness, fear, I had yeah, anger, and a lot of self pity. In my hands, with this message, I feel sorry for myself because I have to do everything myself. And my, this is horrifying to my conscious mind because I'm a person who loves how much I can do for myself. So it was I really had to ask my brain to kind of, as many all the people, ask your brain to quietly and patiently just sit in the corner and thank your brain for being here to sit in the corner and let me be the session with the body. And I had to do that with myself because I was really shocked at the fact that I had so much to the, the end result was that the pain absolutely was gone at the end of that session and has never come back. So you have to listen to what the body has to say, even if the brain is trying it completely be stable. What's the sign of a need to pay attention to that? What's the sign that maybe the way you think about this, maybe the way your brain, your mind is processing this, isn't the whole picture? What's the sign to you that you're in that kind of a situation? Well, pain, discomfort, unhappiness, feeling sort of, um, as you say saying in Australia, I love this term, just feeling flat. Anything that feels, frankly, less than peace or happiness, I think, is a sign that there's something going on in your body that you need to address. But I think also, I just kind of assume, because of my experience of how ESP works for me when I first discovered it, I'll kind of just always assume that uh, whenever, you know, that the body is holding on to things. That I use on at least three levels, I use on a physical level, an emotional level, and a, and a spiritual level, and that all three levels have kind of their own logic and their own stories. And so I go and I check in with each of those levels whenever I'm not feeling really having a great experience, feeling grounded, feeling peaceful, or feeling joyful. Too. and then how do you know which therapy method to use at which time? Well, ESP is always my number one go-to, essentially, because I find, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm so passionate about, and I find it just so easy, and, and you, you can do it in, in so many circumstances, whether in the middle of a situation, and you can tap on your finger points, or whether you are, kind of, sort of put it, put it on the, on the shelf, like, now I'm in a situation where I can't tap, but now I'm a step and I'm alone, I'm gonna sit down and treat myself as a client. Other, other modalities and other methods, whether it's journaling or whether sometimes, frankly, it's about just writing something out while you form kind of an observer relationship with it. And then beyond that, it I'm always interested in, in learning about other modalities and listening to people's stories about what works for them. And if ESP isn't working, uh, uh, it doesn't happen actually that often, but if it isn't, or you need to in conjunction with other things because I think it's a wonderful to other kinds of whether it's talk therapy and, and in the case of some depression you actually the, the research shows you actually do kind of need to keep use medica, uh, medication to kind of keep things under control while you tap on all of the trauma and all of the early childhood events that precipitate depression just to kind of get your whole system kind of tapped up and then you can off. And of course, this is the division of your of your doctor of self the medication. And so it's just not a matter of sometimes people will say to me because they find out what my modality is, and they'll say, Oh, this is why I want, I want to try this other thing on you. And um, and I'm, I mentioned also accidentally that it's just perfect. The other people to utilize medication. It's not a modality per se, but I think something very important to do and it can have an impact sort of a meditational aspect to it as well. And uh, that's an example of something that you can do in combination with the exercise. Yeah. And it's really working all those different kinds of approaches and uh, putting together a combination that works for you. And some people, they really need exercise and exercise is just uh, a, a huge way in which they process some of people's time in nature. For some it's really gentle exercises like Tai Chi or yoga or qigang. For some therapy Work great for most people is an essential course though, and I think that the really, really for most out of our life, it's worth having some participation in all of those things so, so, so that you're eating well, you're exercising, you're being in nature, you're using all the patterns of med- medications that he's had, that you're getting the best possible world. Yeah, well, what, what my book actually addresses is a situation where it's the kind of depression that I was in because I was doing all the things that, I mean, I lost a lot of weight, I I was going sailing twice a week and cruising on a sailboat in a beautiful Sydney harbor. I was getting exercise, walking with friends I was doing. I was doing I success in my career as a screenwriter and at enjoying what I was doing, but none of it was taking away my depression. And so what my book specifically addresses is when what's left is too We don't know. I, I don't think the science necessarily has explained yet this. But what we describe as that, uh, like the energy, I, I called it static because I felt like I had energy static up around my heart and I couldn't get rid of it and that's what the ESP got rid of. Sometimes it really is just the case that you have to clear that first and then all those other things that you do really is to full happiness. But my book is, is called, Tap um, Out Impression Even When You Barely Care Enough to Try because one of the most important aspects of it is it reflects the absolute exhaustion that I felt suddenly exercise program and you can't do big lifestyle changes when you just want to kind of collaborate in a dark room. You're saying that there's does work well for depression. Can you explain more about that. Well when I first heard that I was really surprised because it, the depression was what brought me to ESP and my results were really phenomenal. And I've been severely depressed for a year and a half and I had a physician, something like that I would do that if I didn't have enough motivation to do that on my own, but I promised her. And I started to talk and I felt I felt a shift immediately because what I hadn't realized until I actually was that severely depressed was that depression is physically painful. Every part of my body hurt from the depression. And so I had a very pronounced uh, experience of the pain shifting as the emotional pain of my body. And after about five or seven days of being 25 minutes to an hour and a half a day maybe, or maybe the last I did that twice a day. But it felt so good and so immediately felt good that I, I just turned back was kind of the thing that was clear and how it felt. And after I was scared, it, I mean it sounds really, I, I, I really want to be careful about stop making overblown claims, but in my case I was completely scared of the question after about five or seven days and I felt like I was, it was like floating off the ground, I felt so heavy. It's like that feeling of that burden you didn't even realize how heavy it was, and your arms kind of fly up, you know. Uh, that's how my whole being felt, and so and it didn't, it didn't revert. So when I read years later, after I uh, became really, deeply involved in ESP and got properly trained and started doing uh, client response, and the research started to happen around me, because when I first went ESP and started doing it for myself and others, so there wasn't a lot of explanation why it works. And so I was excited to see this. It's starting to happen. And much of it's often that you're responsible for, as we are all so thankful for. And I am shocked to see, just not only anecdotally, but in some of the reading ones for my preparation of uh, certification as an ESP practitioner, uh, talking about the wonderful benefits of ESP, but saying uh, that, you know, little caveat here, it hasn't been found to work with depression. So thank Wow, okay, uh, that's really kind of that, you know, so I'm, it's unalarming I'm to hear that because that means a lot of people that won't be helpful at all because they might use that or just kind of um, take that at face value. Now the research is, sorry, the, the research is starting to show that the national research on of depression is being done and it's starting to show that actually that is not the case. Depression is being shown to be. Some cases, and in a uh, meta analysis, it's shown to be have a larger effect size than um, antidepressants and posterity, which is huge. So, yeah, that uh, line from the meta analysis showing that ESP has a bigger effect size than pharmacology uh, antidepressants and uh, therapy is really, really good me because not only does we have a bigger effect size than Therapy or pharmacology, has a much, much, much bigger effect size than uh, So, that meta also of putting uh, pretty 20 pretty was really powerful. In fact, not only have a lot big effect on depression symptoms, but most of the, uh, most of the patients, if who were not specifically depressed, they had higher levels of depression symptoms, but usually they being treated with PVST. And uh, what you find with PVST is that it's not that high levels of depression and anxiety as well. In fact, there's a little argument made that while you're a psychologist or a psychology that we classify mental illnesses into all of these diagnostic categories, like depression, like anxiety, like PTSD. if you look at biologically, they are very to say in terms of high cortisol, high stress high adrenaline, uh, disorder, gene expression, a lot of inflammation in the body many of them and but the is just that depression well I think it's really helpful to think of depression as I mean it's a big kind of tactal term and we have we make assumptions about it especially if we haven't been depressed well. but there are really a lot of different kinds of depression and one of the things that we found in that it has been shown this is kind of the first evidence that EFT actually is affected to depression, it came about as a result of people who were using depression in conjunction with antidepressants. And what they found is that the reason that there had been this impression before that depression wasn't shifted by EFT was because sort of the chronic long-term depression where your brain chemistry is functioning a certain way, and has been maybe for your whole life. Maybe it's something that you inherited because I think our brain chemistry, Dr. Daniel Amen says, your brain chemistry is as unique to you, as your fingerprint. And so you might have been born with a certain type of chemical signature when it comes to depression. And if it's long term, it's ongoing, then. ESP is kind of like a digging, digging a hole on the beach in the sand and finding the water keeps filling back up again. And so you'll find that you work with a, a depressed client, you have a great clearing in that session, but the clearing doesn't hold, where the antidepressants have to allow the to hold and the ESP to accumulate. fill. Uh, yeah. That's really important to participate in depression. Noticed on me if you you're or otherwise you'll keep on applying it over and over and over again. So, and as you work with people with depression and um the first thing what can be common pattern and threads with me. Well, I am to my own depression that uh the two main kind of programs that were running I think them down to grief and anger and they just can- couldn't ease my body. I couldn't get over them. I had kind of like a grief loop and an anger loop playing in my mind. Depression can be incredibly exhausting. I think that's the reason because you can't stop your mind from just going over and over and over in a loop. And um, I was just kind of it, back and forth between grief and depression. And the I was able to process and resolve the grief and process and resolve closure. Uh, grief and anger and toxic and resolve the anger and then they were gone from my body it felt like I was finally released from being dragged around in a circle with these things and so what I find um, an example I think depression when you think about that word what it means is that something is being suppressed something is being pushed down and the grief and anger was being pushed down in my body was trying to get out but it had it couldn't find an exit and so the copy sort of enabled my body to release it. So I always look for when I'm working with a client who is depressed what is it that is being suppressed in your body, what isn't coming out. And it can be a lot of different things. Um, one example bringing up the subject grief, I had a client in, in her forties who was dealing this death uh husband ten years earlier. And she hadn't been able to breathe because she had very small children when he died, so she didn't have the luxury of just collapsing into just and and being easier. That means to breathe. So 10 years later, she had all kinds of physical symptoms. She had shoulder pain. She had back pain. And for a relatively young woman, she it was surprising to me that she would have chairs that she would never fit in because she knew she couldn't get out of them. And What happens with grief often is, in her case, one of the reasons she couldn't breathe is because she had the small children. And the other other part of it was, a lot of people feel this way when you're dealing with grief. And I don't know what it is about us. We think that grief keeps us connected to the loved one who has passed. And once you actually clear the grief with ESP, the connection is so much stronger because now when you think of that person, you feel waves of happiness instead of waves of sadness allows you to do is to work on that grief and clear it without kind of and make that discovery for yourself, without trying to cut yourself out of something that is a really, really deep grief in your body. And so grief is often used for, for depression, whether it's someone's past or the loss of a relationship or the loss of a job or the loss of a life, situation or a career. loss in general causes grief and grief is, is a big contributor to the, depression. Uh, there's, other, there's also childhood trauma because when you haven't dealt with it, you're just trying to kind of suppress the ongoing the reactions to it and in order to just live your life, you have to push it down. And so the, the result of the pushing it down is that you kind of live a little dead resistance on the outside while all um, this turmoil is going on on in the inside that needs to be dissolved and really recognized as dissolved in I'd love to hear a little bit more about that idea of losing anger and grief. I've never let anybody put it quite the same way. And your exact words, I wrote these down, were the exact words of I was being grabbed around and around. I thought it was such an incredibly insightful way to view this, that people oh, don't be depressed, I always take that loose. But it was hard. Yeah, it really used to exasperate me when I would read helpful depression pamphlets and things that would just say, you basically saying snap out of it. <laughs> so, really snap out of it. What is it that would have if I could? I had a lot of tools that if anyone was going to be able to snap out of it, it was me, and that was not working. We, feeling that especially, oh my gosh, like the 3 a.m., we vented are down. The unconscious is closer to the surface. I would wake up at, and I talk about this in my book, at 3:11. It's like without fail, I'd open my eyes. In the middle of the night, and I'd look at the clock and it was 3 11 for some reason. And the loop would be, would be going. And it would be, I, I couldn't stop myself from working on what would be the perfect way to describe how I was feeling for the person that had caused it. it, it, it was, I couldn't stop myself, even though I knew consciously that there was, it was a pointless exercise. It didn't stop me from. Trying, trying, on a deep level, is part of this was kind of a crisis where what had happened. And the the grief was, was the feeling of loss, but the anger was that feeling of just, I can't, I really want this person to understand what they did wrong. And it was just, it was just I was obsessed with justice, I guess, on a deep level. I guess it's what I thought I was never going to get. And I couldn't let go of it because I thought I was never going to get it. It was like my body, or was, my body was trying to process something that it could not process. It was like, yeah, being drive around in a circle, you can also describe it as, you people describe it as a broken record. If you have, if you've ever had a friend who's going through a breakup or something, and maybe it's 20 years after the breakup, and every time you sit down with them, they start talking about it. They don't say anything new. It just comes around and around. Have some compassion for that person because that story is dragging them around. They're not dragging that story around. They'd get free of it if they could. I know most of us have uh the kind of stories that we recycle and you hear somebody in a workshop, you hear somebody in a session and they're telling a story and it's clear that it's very well high story, they're paying a story, neighborhood story. They've been this model many, 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 many times before. And uh, I thought kind of the idea of, of a of a loop of this It's a passing one. Yeah, and the EFT drives me out of the loop. The EFT rescued me, I mean, you know, from the from the from the whirlpool. <laughs> it just kind of dragged drives me out off the land, it and just like, oh thank you. I'm out of it. I'm out of that screwing vortex and now I just I mean, I used to have a different career and that you know, was it was fun and satisfying and uh and to discover these I just wanted to go around to all the walls so and pull everybody else out of there. For <laughs> 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 so, so wonderful training, for your, your work, and one of the things I just adore about you is that you're posting in so many different media, but really you're like community, like mindfulness apps, which by the way is wonderful. I use myself, and it was just powerful to have this little little gentle reminder several times a day to be mindful. I mean, great suggestions on how to do that, especially in one line of life. The media through which you are created. Well, I tell people I like to play with all the toys in the toy box and I, I one of the things that when I discovered ESP I was kind of terrified because I felt myself being dragged towards this new kind of destiny, this new passion and I had only ever worked in entertainment. That was how I paid for my paid my bills and it, I I had no idea how I was going to support myself, how I was going to, what kind of life. I mean, I, going from a career that you tell people on the television and I go, oh, wow. And they say, how I'm an EFD type which actually means a lot more today than it did when I started doing it, you know, where people would just go, yeah, what's that? Electronic fund transfer? Like, do at want to I mean, and then when I would say, well, it's a form of, like, acupuncture that I needed. That would be so great for my ego. To really tap on uh, being able to see myself as outside that box of being entertainment, and I think that opened up the whole story box. So, cool. even more toy. Dan, in the book that you are writing the advice you wish you'd had yourself when you were trapped in that whirlpool in the depths of depression. What are those pieces you advise to a pair people who are depressed? Well, the, I guess the first thing that I say to people is um, don't think that you're alone in your depression, because depression is incredibly isolating. but just be aware that there are so many people worldwide who are feeling the same way that you are. There's an epidemic right now, and there are a lot of theories as to why it's going on, why it's so prevalent now, but it's important to just realize that um, a lot of people are feeling the same way that you are, and... Tell somebody. I didn't tell anybody how successful I was. I was trying to just cope with it on my own. And it wasn't until I actually told my closest friends a year and a half into this outrageous, really wanting to not be alive and in the pain, that they were able, one of them said to me that it's tried to do a two thing and that was my, that was my way out. So, even if you don't think anyone can help you, suggest doing anyone on your own, please don't do. Tell someone, especially if you thought about taking your life. I've probably thought about taking my life. I just not it would be taken from me. That's how I felt. But there if you have thought about any your life. You need to tell some people, tell lots of people, actually, because there's such a the that you need in that regard. Don't try to get do this on your own. Uh, another one is um, don't do time and you, because it, it may not, it and it's probably wrong, time does play a role, but you need to use tools and you need to get help. And the other thing is don't assume that just because something doesn't work instantly, don't assume that it doesn't work at all. Depression takes often long, depending on the type of depression you have, and there are also of different types, uh, it takes different amounts of time and different amounts of working with DSP, for example, to get you back on the duty and you pull you out of it, few so things to get a medication for depression, just don't don't do something without talking to your doctor. ESP you can really, really help you I and mean, you can weigh yourself off, but don't do it by yourself and do it with the doctor. So in addition to that I would just say um do the medication because that's gonna help you and another one is um is germ because that's gonna help with ESP. So always advocate for depression, no matter what else you're doing, that's one of these gonna find, find to be so effective, either on its own or in conjunction with these other methods generally really helps you with your ESP, your whether you're working with a healthcare or just working with yourself. It, you, it helps you really articulate what the threats are, what the underlying reasons depression are, so that you can end talking with those things. Yeah, generally, is such a vital part of self-reflection that you reflect on things, even if we don't That yeah, I used to give this analogy, which is like, if if your house is just absolutely full of garbage, what I have done prior to ESD with my depression would be the equivalent of gathering up all that garbage into 400 plastic green garbage bags in my house. But I really reading with the of a bunch of green garbage bags. I have no way of actually getting them out of my house. So all the journaling I had done all the meditating, the, the endless talking to friends. I mean I was like, looking I I'd literally said, like who have I not told the story for this week? <laughs> 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 but I can go make them up again, you know? But it why I just need to keep talking about this. And when I actually did AFT it was like now we're getting rid of the big Bobby's bags out of the house. So that's why I that's why I think that um an ESP can do that it can help you package it all up because it helps you identify what the problems are, so it's like having one of those people like on the hoarding shows come in and help you organize all your clutter and then get rid of it Decide where you need to give away something or throw it away or, or keep it. Um, ESP can be brilliant at that. But if you're working on this on your own, generally, it's a great way to do some of that to help you get back to results with your ESP which is happening. talking. also helps whether you're doing ESP or a method because. Is the way it makes yourself mindful and of course' you with your act as well yeah yeah mindfulness uh is something that is so sounds so simple it can be so hard to do because especially when we are being sort of dragged around in that loop of the repetitive obsessive and we'll thought of that the same thing can happen just in daily life you can you don't realize how repetitive and obsessive just your normal thoughts but if you want to pray how often you spend time thinking about you to-do list or that thing that happened that you can't do anything about in the past or that thing that's coming up that you're worried about. And mindfulness is about just coming into the present moment and sitting there and looking, what's going on right now in my physical world, with my body right now in this space? And it can kind of calm everything down which is really what meditation is. And I think of mindfulness as little me meditation throughout the day. That's what my app basically is. It's, it's little exercises to make you talking to the present moment throughout right. your day rather than periods, I created periods of meditation, which is great. One of the best people have chance to look at those those things during the day and constantly cultivate that sort of mind to refer. Uh, I am so grateful for who you are in the end. You know, I, I've known you for many years. I have no idea about that question because anyone knows in the day would never get the, the So I'm so grateful for you for rescuing yourself and having the incredible life you've yesterday. Thank you so much for all you bring out to the world. Well, thank you, Dr. and thank you for having me on the so, show and for giving me a chance to, to talk about it because hopefully, even if there's one person out there depressed with us and who can say, and we to maybe if you can help, me, then as we work on. Yeah.